Free Talk Live, live Sunday edition. It's Mark with you. Richie Rich. And the captain. And, uh, yeah, we, we kicked Ian out for the night, and it's going to be a lot more fun. Much better show tonight. I'm, t- I'm telling you. I'm stoked to be here. <laughs> Let's get right into the show prep. Apparently, they have they have developed a marijuana breathalyzer. You know, uh, this is something that has scared me for a very long time because when it was coming, when when they first started legalizing marijuana, I predicted that the next thing that was going to happen was they were going to have roadside blood tests because the blood test is the only real way that they could tell if you're you know actually on marijuana. I don't think that they were ever like a. I just don't think there's enough states out there that trust their police enough to give roadside blood tests. Right. Yeah. You have to be medically trained and like, you know, I mean, I don't know. But like, yeah, I certainly wouldn't want police stabbing me in the arm to draw my blood. Right. That sounds like a horrible idea, but it's a really bad idea. I just figured it was coming. But apparently, worry not. Uh, you know, uh, they've apparently, you know, manufactured a way to have a marijuana breathalyzer. This is from uh, the Sacramento Bee. Uh, the uh, title is Driving While Stoned, Marijuana Breathalyzers Expected to Hit the Street in 2020. Now, this is important because there, I mean, as I think most people know, marijuana, if you smoke it, can stay in your system, stored in fat cells for uh, up like, to 30 days. Oh, I think it's 90 days or something like well, that. Well, yeah. but the reality is, is let's say you smoke like a broke microwave for a year, mm-hmm. and in that year, you put on a great deal of weight. So every day, you're smoking all day. It's yep. every day, all day. Eating smoking the Doritos smoking, afterward. Smoking, doing the whole the deal and getting fat. And then you decide, I'm going to clean up my life, and I'm going to do better. As you lose that weight, that... You know these these markers that they look for begin to get released into your. You're not stoned. Is that what the breathalyzer is going to test for, though? That's what my. I question can't imagine would it would. No, I, I don't think that that is the case. Uh, but we'll we can get into it. Um, the article says a driver suspected of being high on pot may soon face the same type of roadside breath test cops use to catch drunken drivers as several firms prepare new devices for the street. Hound Labs of Oakland expects to have a marijuana breathalyzer ready by the second half of 2020, according to Mike Lynn, a medical doctor and co-founder of Hound Labs. So could this be a good thing? I mean, I kind of, I guess um, one of the biggest arguments against legalizing marijuana that come from the you know the folks out there is is that oh people are going to drive stoned and now they already do they well they do sure but nobody talks about making alcohol illegal because people drive drunk right, right i mean i mean this this the fact that they're doing this and thinking about implementing it to law enforcement it it's like they're treating it as if there's hundreds of thousands of drivers who are stoned and like killing people with you know getting it no that's not what's happening i mean if anybody who's ever smoked marijuana or been around people who do and if you know they smoke some marijuana and then they go drive a vehicle they're probably more careful and far safer than, that's been played out in studies yeah, as well yeah. And, yeah. and and so like i don't understand what their leverage is to actually do this, right? With alcohol, I get it. Your, your driving is impaired, right? The more you drink, right? You know, The more risks you take. Yeah, you're a lot riskier, you know? It's, but even the alcohol level, the legal alcohol limit is much lower of a tolerance than actually being a drunk driver. That's true. 
Well, so, um, you know, it depends on the studies, right? Like different people react differently to levels of alcohol and they're trying to find things out. I'm not saying it's a good idea to drive. I don't know. Um, what I should say, what I believe is, is that if you're driving recklessly or dangerously, we have laws for those and, you know, let's, let's, let's do that. I don't think that there's anything particularly evil about imbibing alcohol and getting behind the wheel as compared to, say, being too tired or, um, you know, looking at your phone and texts and, you know, doing all the things that, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, are done all the time on the roads. Every day, for sure. I think it's Mississippi. Don't quote me on that. We can look it up later. I think Mississippi, you can have an open beer container in your vehicle. It as- used to be the true in Montana, but this is, okay. again, this is not legal advice. Okay. Um, but I- I've got to say... If you're not, if you're below the level, if you're below right. the limit, what is the, what, who cares whether you have an open beer in your car? This is I'm just a reason to toss a car. Right. Um, ultimately is, is what it's all about. I'll Which say is this why about, I have the fear about the marijuana one, because you said like, is it, is it a good idea? And I can see the argument where it would be a good idea, um, but it's just going to be used as an excuse I, to get I, however, beers. cannot. I don't see how having a marijuana breathalyzer would be a good idea they're presupposing driving while stoned is somehow unsafe without actually presenting any evidence to prove this that's where that's the argument that would be a good idea right is that it it is dangerous to drive stoned it is a detriment on the road so there are going to be people out there who saying yes we want to know if people are driving stoned regardless of whether or not they're right but that would be the argument that's made so i could i get the argument but i also don't think it's a good idea I um I so I've seen the studies and I've seen um actually I've seen some video on this and more or less if people get sufficiently stoned they're terrible on the road um but usually they know that they're sufficiently stoned <laughs> and they do not want to get on the road right like this is there's there's a big difference between these two drugs if you've had too much to drink at least one time in your life but you've never had too much marijuana to smoke, you know, if you've never been stoned, then you don't know what this is like. And um, it's completely different. And I would say from a societal level, we'd probably be better off if we used marijuana on the regular as opposed uh, like alcohol and alcohol was this thing that we kept sort of on the sideline that was illegal oh yeah i've said for years that you know if uh marijuana enjoyed the uh, widespread use that alcohol enjoys that society would be a much friendlier place in general <laughs> as a matter of fact i uh worked at a prison at one point one of the guys uh, that worked there he um well i was in the prison but anyway i worked there too um <laughs> the one of the the guards said you know i think you all should get a, an ounce of weed every inmate Every week. Calm the population down. Right. I mean, you know, would it be better for everybody? Sounds like it might. Does it really matter otherwise? I mean, you know, so, but more or less you get the two folks out there that, uh, you know, any, any, any enjoyment that any convict gets is bad. um, Or the people that are like, marijuana is from the devil, you know, and that's basically all there is. Maybe that's what we get nobody to like, you know, for a campaign promise, right? Free ounce of weed for everybody. If I'm elected. Sure. I I don't know. I don't know whether you could even I mean, do Berman it. I mean, Berman Supreme is giving out free ponies. Yeah. What's, what's maybe they could run together and it'd be like ponies and weed. There you go. You could just say that uh, <laughs> medical card <laughs> for everybody. Those are so easy to get. I, they're th- in California. Okay. <laughs> not, in, not in New Hampshire. I haven't had to look here, but I've, I've had friends in Hawaii with the medical card that had no business. Like, they smoked weed. They had no business with a medical card. They just had one. Right. Because that's what you do. 
when you want to smoke weed and not get busted. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> before, before it was, uh, we'll say legalized, I, I, I like to say uh, government approved uh, in Seattle, uh, they had the legal marijuana thing. And so people would get cards for no actual ailments. Sure. And now they don't have to. Right. Which is a better, generally a better thing. Let's go to Wallace calling in from Missouri. Listen to KWTO. Uh, Wallace, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, folks. Uh, you really ought to uh, see if uh, you can find uh, somebody in your area you can uh, bring to your uh, online uh, table there with law enforcement backing and uh, some experience maybe in law enforcement to. Uh, represent so to speak because it's the same old patchwork across the country that it ever was i went to renew my license the other day yep uh, a few weeks ago and i had no idea but years ago when i was in another state southeast i had some parking tickets that had languished and they hadn't been notified me or made an effort to search me although they had my driver's license number parking and knew the state thus they could have sent me mail about it but it didn't pop up until i went to renew my license a parking ticket's not supposed to be a moving violation and shouldn't be i mean shouldn't be attached to your license as i understand it yeah especially out of state that's really weird on the state wallace hold the line would you uh, just hold the line please uh, the number, 855-450-3733. Have you ever heard of this, that the idea that a parking ticket would somehow be attached to your driver's license? 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE, as in Free Talk Live. Talk live. Call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. It's Mark with you. Richie Rich. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. <laughs> captain Kickass sitting in with us. Uh, you may have heard of Chris Ann Hall, and she's the former Florida attorney and former prosecutor fired after teaching the Constitution. Even though she was ordered not to by her boss, State Attorney Skip Jarvis, she would not stop and stood up for liberty over a paycheck. Watch the replay of our webinar with Chris Ann Hall for free at lfu.freetalklive.com. I watched this thing. It was awesome. Chris Ann um, is a disabled veteran of the U.S. Army, a Russian linguist, a mother, and a patriot, a brilliant woman, and knows her stuff about the Constitution. She now travels the country and teaches the Constitution and the history that gave us our founding documents. Chris Ann Hall doesn't just teach the Constitution. She lays the foundations that show how reliable and relevant our founding documents are today. She presents the genealogy of the Constitution, the 700-year history, and five foundational documents that are the very roots of American history. Her belief is that she cannot properly understand or interpret the Constitution without a firm grasp of its very foundation. To learn more about Liberty First University and watch this free webinar on demand, visit lfu.freetalklive.com. That's LFU is in Liberty First University, lfu.freetalklive.com. This is a limited time offer, so go watch now, lfu.freetalklive.com. Let's go back to Wallace, who had a very odd situation in so much as he was 
denied renewal of his driver's license because of parking tickets. And to me, I don't think they're moving violations, so that shouldn't be possible. But Wallace, I'm I'm not I'm not calling you a liar. I'm just uh, I'm surprised at what I'm hearing. Name the state. Georgia, there you go. South Carolina. <laughs> well, you're talking to a guy from Florida, and I mean, we have this uh, bias. There's always these interstate rivalries out there. So my dad taught me when I was growing up that you always went the speed limit in Georgia because those state troopers are out there lo- looking to put a-, a tax on anybody who's passing through. Oh. And that could be what happened. Oh, yeah. I had the same dad. Same <laughs> but you see... They've been playing the game longer than we have. Yeah. So Wallace, tell right? us, tell you us ever, a little bit. You ever, you ever, you ever been like uh, after dark slightly, trying to make a certain restaurant that you see on your map, and highway suddenly becomes a main street in a town. Oh yeah. So you slow, right? Yep. There's usually and, posted and speed limits speed, letting you know to slow. Yes. Okay. And typical speed through a town is what? Ridiculously slow. Uh, 30, 40, 35. Yeah. Small towns, 25. Like 35, right? Yeah. Okay. So you go under 35 and oh, you're already high like beams you. and everything trying to drift through quietly so as not to disturb any of the sleeping people. And you're about out of town. And pop goes the weasel, and you get a ticket for being two or three miles an hour over the speed limit. Pop goes the which weasel. You find out, which you find out, if you, if you go back and look during daylight hours, there was a sign, but it was the Metro provided one, and... It wasn't all that obvious, really, but it was visible legally, and of course the court thought so too. Oh, of course. So oh. anyway, but but even though I had a home state driver's license, they didn't uh, notify me about it. So this was a speeding ticket, until, then not a parking ticket. Just to get back well, on that track. One was one. Okay. Right. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, the point is, they waited until years later when I went to renew my license to block that process. Yeah, I had that happen to myself uh, in another state, uh, Washington State, as a matter of fact. I uh, I hit some ice, I rolled my uh, vehicle, and they gave me a ticket for driving with wheels off the roadway. Uh, for an unknown reason, and it carried a fine of, I don't know, 105 bucks or something like that. I didn't pay it, uh, and then years later I went to renew my license, and they were like, oh, by the way, sir, uh, you have this unpaid uh, fine, and so we can't renew your license how, un- until you've paid. How many years later when you tried to renew your license? I think it was three years. Does that right. stuff eventually fall off? Like If, if you... Is there a statute of limitations? I would presume not, but um, if it, you know, if they just forgot. Yeah, but the thing is, it isn't uh, Missouri. It's the state where it occurred. Right. So I have to call long distance and talk to the court. Well, because they're all interconnected. Send them a telegram. (laughs) 
Well, at, wait a minute. Say about paying the fine. Okay. But uh, there's a couple of separate issues in a couple of separate states. I was a younger man. I was much busier, moving faster. Well, now but you're a much wiser man who can afford to pay. What? I said, well, now you're a much wiser man who can afford to pay. You would think if I could just get back to work, which I have a job opportunity, but requires me to have a driver's license. <laughs> of course. Oh, God. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're really in the, in the what do they call it, uh, stuck between a rock any, and a hard any, place. Any of you perhaps have parents that may uh, remember Vietnam know what a catch-22 is. Yeah, oh, indeed. Well, I'm I'm the host here that doesn't have a driver's license at all. So whenever that comes up during the interview process, I go, I can get to work and I can get to wherever you need to be by whenever you need me to be there. Just don't ask me how. I will be there on well, time. That's a shrewd way to be, I think, sir. And it doesn't always work out, right? I, there's some jobs that go, well, you have to have the license. You know, we, we need it. Um but it's also like not a document that I provide for employment anymore. Like that's one of the standard things that they ask for. Uh, I've got my other documents just, together where uh, it doesn't come up. I just wish to uh, relate a uh, image that comes to mind. Think of any World War II memory where Allied operatives are behind German lines and prompted to produce papers under gunpoint. Yep. And yep. just let that image sink. Your papers, please. Thanks for the call, Wallace. Appreciate it. And good luck. Um, this is not the uh, the most fun to deal with. I think that people who uh, are, you know, are driving without driver's licenses, in probably most cases, are some of the safest people on the road because they're trying really hard not to get into a, a chit-chat with a police officer. Yep. Yeah. I'm definitely a much safer driver. I think with without having a driver's license than I was with one. Yep. Well, then you have the whole like you know the state uh, licensing is when the state takes away right sells it back to you. Right. That's so what gotta, licensing is. <laughs> you you got to pay for the license, and then when you get a ticket, they withhold that right again so that they can extract more money from you. Sure. You tell me what uh, what do you think about driver's licenses? What's the value of these things? The number is eight five five four five zero three seven three three. I threw a rod in my car one time. The police officer pulls over to help me, but lasts me for my license in the process. Mm-hmm. Free Talk Live. What had I done? Free Talk Live eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Our history classes start teaching the Constitution around 1776 or even later. The foundation of our Constitution goes deeper than that. Without examining the context that gave America its principles and its founding documents, we cannot understand the foundation of our liberty and our constitutional republic. Liberty First University teaches online classes in a way that all ages find compelling and understandable, from middle school to law school. Join us at lfu.freetalklive.com to watch the free pre-recorded webinar. Watch now at lfu.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. Call in, talk about what you want to talk about. We're talking about, well, right now, tickets. Driving 
on the car uh, on the road and uh there's apparently a new marijuana breathalyzer system that's coming out should be should be in a police department near you in the very near future more tickets right tickets that's what keeps us going here the lifeblood of government uh, i want to tell you about bitcoin.com bitcoin.com is really the premier source in the world for cryptocurrency news adoption these sorts of things you go to this is this is the place to start and if you're into cryptocurrency you definitely want to be signed up for their uh, rss feed for their news too they got a great telegram channel if you prefer that method i do so go to bitcoin.com uh, i think the best place to do is get started right there and you can purchase Bitcoin uh, cash from them in uh, with, with your credit card. You can get a wallet there. It's, uh, it's a great wallet. I've used it. It's getting better all the time. It's Bitcoin.com. They are... Up, yep, they're the premier, premier premier source. Pretty great for entry level too. Like my friends who know that I'm into Bitcoin and the cryptocurrencies who are like, what is that about? Go to Bitcoin.com. Now, I had... Uh, we were talking about tickets here and uh, parking tickets specifically and how they might go on your record and um, first off, I don't think a parking ticket generally will go on your record. Certainly, you know, your jurisdiction, there may be some uh, strange things that happen. It carries on with the car, at least in Hawaii. That's that's my understanding of how it is. It's on the car. And one of the reasons for that is is that they really don't have any proof who parked it. Yep. So I um, took a ticket, a parking ticket. It's a $5 ticket here in Keene, New Hampshire, mind you. I, think I thought a, they doubled it. It's 10 now. Okay. Uh, but it was $5 at the time. I went there, and I'm like... Can y'all prove that I parked this car? Like, that's kind of what the Constitution's about. And the uh, the local prosecutor trots out this law. It says that you shall not, uh, you know, allow, suffer, or uh, permit someone to drive your, park your car illegally. So, um, basically, wow. you become responsible. According, This isn't constitutional, but who's going to take a $5 parking ticket to the Supreme Court? And who knows how it's going to go? You never know what it's going to go. Did you tell him that you didn't allow it and he parked it without your permission? I attempted to, you know, I they they, they got me on the stand and said, uh, "Did somebody steal your car?" And I'm like, "No." <laughs> okay, well, you know, whatever. And uh, so what I did after that is, is I put a piece of paper, and I've got it from like 2013 or something. This okay, a piece of paper is in my car. It says, "I do not allow, suffer, or permit anyone driving this car to park it illegally." <laughs> so now I've got a piece of paper, right? And these people love these government bureaucrats. You know, they love their pieces of paper because that's what they do, right? right. They 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 get elected by three, by telling a series of lies, and then once they get in there, they pass a few laws, and it's it's all legal until you're told that it's illegal once you're a government bureaucrat. So, well, you know, here's a piece of paper, and you know what? I had just just for the sake of it, I had two witnesses sign it. Nice and nice. dated. There you go. And is it like posted in your car now? Oh, does it? What difference does it make? I got a piece of paper. And it looks yeah, old. Okay, all right. I was just thinking of like Printed you know how they sign they like in the instance of the previous caller who said, "Well, I guess there was a sign that said, but it was kind of hard to see." Like, no, it's posted in my car, Your Honor. Right? You know, <laughs> I have a sign that says, "I do not." Maybe that's what I have to do next, uh, <laughs> or have whoever whoever borrows your car sign it, like a little library checkout card or something. Now I have had uh, tickets since then, and I haven't taken the time to go to court over a $5 ticket because I simply am... You're missing out on all the fun. Well, I don't consider it fun, and that's really the issue, is is that for me, 
I don't want to give that, for, I mean, for $5, uh, so I, you're telling me I can pay you $5 and I don't have to sit in court for two and a half hours. And by the way, on this particular ticket, they drew me in court two times, once for this sort of arraignment thing and then once for the trial and a $5 ticket that they everybody knew they were going to find me guilty on, right? Um, and... They, uh, you know, so, you know, here we go, this whole rigmarole. As I understand it, I could have waived the arraignment, but I didn't know that. I'm inexperienced in this way. So they love to waste your time. Yep. They're going to they're gonna get their $5 if they only get it in you sitting there. If and, they only have to spend 120 to get it. Right. They yeah, don't care. For you, it's not a it's not a prosecution fee it's a prostitution fee right because it's like it's the old uh, joke about why do uh, why do men pay prostitutes they pay them to leave they don't actually pay them for the sex <laughs> well, they pay them to leave so what you're paying the government for is to leave you alone right? that's, that's pretty extortion. much what it is yeah, yeah I'm, i just don't want to deal with the the rigmarole and for five dollars if i don't deal with the rigmarole then it seems like it's worth it that's how they get you Yep, that's how, that's how, that is go, well indeed. for just forty percent of your paycheck. We'll leave you alone too. <laughs> yep, right? that's that's the whole shebang. That's the whole shebang. Uh, that's why even for five dollars, even for something small that well the, you're probably going to lose on, right? I like to fight all those little things. Yep, all the time. If you get a hobby, I say go for it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that you know for if a long got time. That kind of free time as well. Like do it. You know. Oh no, time. I I there, there's no free time. I missed work, but. On principle, fight everything, right, right up into the bitter end. So, a marijuana breathalyzer. I've got to say that I kind of think that this is, well, I certainly knew it was coming, and I, I'm not going to say it's a good idea, but I think it's better than this whole uh, b- b- spooky bugbear idea that, whoa, they're all over the place. Well, now the police have a tool, and they can determine who's you know stoned and driving or whatever. I will say this about a breathalyzer. Um, if you are stopped and asked to give a breathalyzer, first off, almost every lawyer will tell you not to do it. I don't know why that is. I can't really understand why they would not want you to false take a breathalyzer. False positives. But um, one of the biggest problems with false positives is what they call mouth alcohol. Mm. If you were to take a shot of whiskey... Uh, you know, even the smallest shot of whiskey, right? Let's call it a third of a shot of whiskey. We know that that is not over the legal limit. And then blow into a breathalyzer. You're going to blow that thing up. Right. It shows you over there because it's fresh. It's just the, the concentration yeah. of alcohol in your mouth is what's triggering. Right. So um, most people, I think, ride around. I, I ride around very often with a bottle of water in the car. Sometimes it's a little warmer than I would like. I thought you were going to say I ride around very often with a bottle of whiskey in my car. <laughs> I, I do not. For a while, I had some it, rum in my trunk. It really fits poorly. you you got to put. You got to get a special cup with a straw for that because it fit the, the bottle of Jack. It's square. It doesn't fit into the cup holder. It's it's just not appropriate. Um, I like to put iced tea in a bottle of uh, old bottle of Jack, and that just really uh, just mess with him. <laughs> no, I don't. So, pull up next to the cop at the stoplight and just start chugging. <laughs> Evening, officer. That is probable cause. <laughs> so it's also probable fun. <laughs> that would be fun. That would be one that you take all the way. It's they're, tea. They're, you want they're some? Gonna, they're going to confiscate your bottle. They're going to have to take it to the lab and spend the money to test it. <laughs> Only to find out it's Lipton. <laughs> <laughs> Those tiny little tea leaves. Um, so, right. Uh, what you want to do is you want to make sure that you get your mouth rinsed out, and I would recommend water uh, because, well, I recommend water drinking generally. 
it's even if your bottle's somewhat warm, you know, suffer through, man. Uh, swish it around, swallow it, and that way beforehand you would uh, have washed it out. Look, if you've been drinking, it's probably better to not blow. If you've been, if you know you've, yeah. you're over the limit, it's probably better to not blow than it is to blow. But if you haven't, I can see why you're going to sit there and you know. But yeah. you may be in a situation where you did have a drink and you don't want that out mouth alcohol thing to be happening. See, I don't drink and I still don't blow. Right? They're like, well, if you if you don't do the breathalyzer, you're going to jail for the night. Right, and your well, license could be suspended too. Right, well, but there's but I wasn't getting pulled over for drunk driving. I was getting pulled over for something else. Yeah, right? and then they we smell alcohol and like no, you don't because I don't even drink. You know, but you know, but you know, would you like to do the breathalyzer? No. I would like to go to jail and not do any of that. But you don't have a driver's license. I mean, this was when I did. Okay, at one point had, I did. I see. Okay. When I had the driver's license, I didn't have a safety inspection or registration, so they pulled me over anyway. But on the on the false positive bit, I've been told, and I, you know, maybe you've heard the same. I don't. I haven't read anything recently where like, you know, breath breath freshener binaca. Oh sure, can like trigger the uh, alcohol breathalyzer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Don't and rinse like, your mouth out with Listerine. Yeah, you don't want to do that ahead of time. Right. I. Also, the uh, the roadside sobriety test, that thing's complete crap. Oh, yeah, it's a dance. Yeah, it's it's absolute. It, it's a rigged game. Don't they play might, that one. They might as well ask you to break dance on the side of the road. 855-450-3. It's Free Talk Live. Call in, talk about what you want to talk about. I think we're just generally talking about on the road, tickets, road maybe pirates, imp- impairment, you know, those kind of things. It's Mark with you. Richie Rich. I'm the captain. 855-450-3733. And I mean, this is something that's relevant to the vast majority of people's lives. You're tootling along out there maybe it's been years since you've been pulled over and then something happens and the lights switch on and boop boop you're getting pulled over and one thing i've got to say is is that sort of a new thing at least new to me is the idea of pulling somebody over on the side of the road And, and i mean they'll be actually in a lane of traffic in some cases rather than finding a place that's safe for everybody to be. Oh no! See, I prefer that. I prefer that. And when they pull me over, I try to make it as dangerous as possible for them. Oh god! Like in the, in, I don't want the guy knocked into a ditch. No, I do. <laughs> totally do. So, uh, if whatever whatever lane I'm stopped in, I will be as far to the left of that lane as possible because usually get pulled over to the right, and I will not talk to that officer out of the right side of my car. I'll roll down the window. I'll tap on this side. He'll come to the right side of the car. I'm like, come over here. I'm on the left. And I will make him stand (laughs) in the lane of traffic as cars blow by him because I want to make his day as miserable as he's currently making mine. (laughs) And I encourage that sort of behavior as often as possible. Make him remember you. So he doesn't want to stop you, and he thinks twice about pulling the next guy over. You've got a great heart, Rich. I appreciate that. <laughs> so when are these breathalyzers, where are these breathalyzers being rolled out, and do we expect them to, these are marijuana breathalyzers. Yeah, 2020, and, according to the article. Yeah. Um, uh, the article kind of goes on, uh, Hound Labs of Oakland expects to have a marijuana breathalyzer ready by the second half of 2020. 
Okay, uh, so that's 2021. Right. <laughs> uh, both of the developers mentioned in the article also see uses for the devices on job sites to ensure workplace safety. Okay. Again, this is, you know, are you too high to work? How do you prove that? I, you know, I don't know. In radio, they don't. <laughs> in restaurants either i don't uh, if they would have fired djs at the radio stations i worked at they wouldn't have anybody and, same with line cooks man yeah same with restaurants right you know uh, all that delicious food you get at restaurants absolutely is made by stoners i'm afraid i i mean the 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 disc jockey had something worked out with the pizza delivery guy the pizza delivery guy would come bring the pie and then they'd go out back i mean i'd stay I was a single guy um, as uh, working in the sales department, and I'd stay late in a lot of cases. You know, they, they don't care how late you're at the radio station. It's somebody in there 24 hours a day. And, uh, you know, the, the, the later guys knew how to have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Graveyard people know how to party. Right. And they'd, they'd be end up out back, and it's the whole it's, yeah. The I whole worked thing. the lunch shift, man, and sometimes, depending on how busy it was, if it got a little too stressful, cooks would walk out back, smoke a bowl real quick calm themselves, come back in and, and bust out the rest of the If day. you're currently a cook in a restaurant and you know, you're you find the job stressful and you're having a hard time dealing with it and you really would like to smoke marijuana on the job, I'm told by other people in the restaurant industry that the place to go is the walk in cooler. Because apparently you can, you know, smoke a joint or whatever in there. Uh, they've got all the fans in the world sucking the air out. I see. The cold air immediately, like... Makes your makes, nose not work as well. Right. And it also makes the smoke that you exhale, you know, sort of, f- because it's warm, Crystallize flow, a little bit, yeah. It flows, you know, into the up vent and fans and up and out, right? Yeah. And so, and anybody who walks in, they can't smell it. Oh. See, they just went out the back door and no one cared. I would think with these new vape things, as long as you don't get one of these with a vitamin E in it that kills you dead, uh, you know, watch out for that stuff, people. That's the vape stuff is really mar- black market marijuana stuff. And by the way, this is caused by government, absolutely. And uh, that I think that it makes this smoking at work thing a lot, or consuming uh, marijuana thing at work a heck of a lot easier for people. I mean, there are. Well, until At they this start point, banning a majority vapes. of states have medical, and there's a lot of recreational states at this point. Until they start banning vapes in workplaces, right? Like, it was like, oh, my God, you vape? Yeah, I can do it right at my desk. Oh, and, and then, people then no. were doing that, too. And then, like, workplaces started making policies against having vape. It's right. Chad's fault. Yeah. Right, totally. like, so Chad had to get the uh, you know the 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 battery the size of a V eight can, and, <laughs> and and like he's look he looks like a steam engine over there chugga 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 and just you know and then you you walk through the cloud it smells like Kool Aid and and uh, tiramisu and you're like <laughs> I just wanted a donut. <laughs> I blame Chad. It's possible. Uh, Those, and, then, uh, it, and then he gets upset and he punches a hole in the wall. Because it, it vapes like went from your, your tiny electronic cigarette that looked like a cigarette yes. to these, this big, massive I blame device. that, too. Yeah, okay. Yeah. The whole a cigarette that looked like a cigarette thing, like, that really was a big problem in the minds of the people that hate cigarette smoke. There's a relatively good percentage of the population, and many of them are people like me, ex-smokers, Okay, that... Uh, you know, have turned their sort of uh, uh, the, their just their 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 positive choice to this sort of destructive hate of cigarettes and anybody who consumes them. And uh, you know, I mean, yeah, their cigarettes are bad, but there are a lot of really good people who 
participate in this, you know, habit, this choice that I do not support. And if those people have houses, cars, and businesses in which they wish to smoke, that's their human right. Oh, and yeah. if you want to tell them they can't do that, you're you're a rapacious, petty tyrant. Yeah, indeed. But you, but you, their right to smoke ends at my nostrils, Mark. It does. Take your nostrils out of their business. <laughs> Take your nostrils out of their house. Don't put your nostrils in their car. I mean, agreed, your nostrils are your nostrils, and you should be able to turn down the Uber driver that smokes. Yeah, the fundamental there is, of course. There should be their own a smoking Uber. There should be Smoober. Smoober. Nice. <laughs> what about just smoking in public places then? And uh, like walking down the street from their house to their car. Well, or f- is it is it in the public? Well, that's what I'm saying. Who owns the public? Uh, unfortunately, we all do. Okay. So well, I don't we know that that's even true. <laughs> right? So if nobody owns the public, then you can do whatever you want in the public. You should be able to. I think theory. if everybody realized that the government owns the public yes. and not... The public, like we shouldn't use the term public. These are government spaces, not public spaces. Okay. Um, and when you realize that, then at the very least, you're like, these are the people that make the rules for this space. And do the, do we want to re- entrust them with any more space? Okay. And so, I'd say the, no, the answer is no. If you don't like the smell of cigarettes, smoke. And if, if you're talking about secondhand smoke, that is the problem. There might be, you know... 0.01% of the population has some kind of lung condition that smoking would be like bad for, but mostly it's just people who don't like the smell. You're not going to sure. die from a whiff of secondhand smoke. No, not at all. So um, I can stand out in the public space and after not having taken a shower for two weeks and stink to high heaven, I can smear myself in dog poo in the public space if I wish and really stink. I can fart, and while having done these things, like, you know, smells, as yucky as it is, there are lots of smelly people in public spaces. Just don't they do seem any to congregate in them. Just don't do any of that when you come to the studio, please. No. So am I not entitled to fresh air in these government spaces, then? I, I don't know. I, I are you? For it. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I think the I, answer- that's, why, that's why I changed the terminology. <laughs> if you- Do I have a right to it? If you were entitled to it, then you would have it. And you're not. Yeah, no, so you're not. I, I like I like Mark's idea of smoover. I mean, <laughs> you should be able to, like, you know, in this Schlift. world of a la carte ordering, right, you should be able to order an, an Uber. Would you like a smoking Uber or a non-smoking Uber, right? Would you like an Uber with a fully functional wraparound wet bar or not, right? You know, whatever kind of Uber you would like, if there's a market for it, you should be able to order it. Hey, they still have the no smoking signs on airplanes. And that hasn't been I know, thing. and in the Greyhound buses too. But yet they still have the little ashtray things. Oh, do they on the yeah. Greyhounds? Yeah, those I, might just be really old buses. Maybe I think that's what we're dealing with. <laughs> I don't the, remember seeing an ashtray on an airplane. Anymore. Most air, airline seats don't have the, uh, the the ashtrays anymore. If they do, they're sealed up. Yeah, I think it's. I think mostly the non-smoking thing is for the vapors. They would just want to get those vapors. Well, now they do. They they transition to that because vaping's gotten so popular, and because it's not smoke. Right, it's like water vapor or glycerin or whatever that they're exhaling. It's like, oh no, it's safe. There's no secondhand smoke that they've inf- they're like they've infringed on the the non cloudy space yeah. right. of non smokers, yeah. and now they're the bad guys too. Well, yeah. and it's the yes. tobacco industry that uh, of all people is sort of backing the bans on yeah. the vape. And you're like, wait, don't aren't you also involved in the vaping manufacturing and distributing industry? These people know what they're doing. And I don't know. I mean, I, I would agree with you. I'm, I'm a little skeptical and surprised, but. 
the, believe me, they've done those tests and they realize that yeah. the people who you know can't vape are going to go back to smoke or whatever. Yeah. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. It's eight fifty five four fifty free as in Free Talk Live, or call us the Discord lines at discord.freetalklive.com. Divi is crypto made easy. Anyone can use Divi to securely and seamlessly spend, earn, store, or exchange digital money, the U.S. dollar, and euros. Divi is fast. Transactions happen in seconds with fewer fees. While other altcoins are languishing, the Divi price has risen substantially against BTC. Now's the time to make a switch to Divi or make your start with cryptocurrency with Divi. Visit DiviProject.org. Divi is crypto made easy. Plus one click masternotes. DiviProject.org. Again, DiviProject.org. Free Talk Live. Call in. Talk about whatever's on your mind. The number is 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. And we spent eh, basically the uh, the previous hour talking about the, the cops and um, marijuana breathalyzers and tickets and, and all these sorts of things. But apparently, Dick's Sporting Goods has decided it was a great idea to destroy a whole bunch of firearms of their own stock yeah five million worth of their own weapons assault weapons according to the article why wouldn't you sell them i don't know you would well they don't want to they won't they don't want to sell them to people right because they're jumping on the assault weapons or bad bandwagon um and then what do you do with it? Do you send it back to the manufacturer? Do you get a refund? Sell them to the government. There's a there's a secondary market for um, these sorts of things. You can just sell them at a discounted rate. I mean, like think about this for a second. You run, I don't know, a small chain of uh, firearms stores, and somebody wants to sell the firearms that you pay full wholesale for at 85%. 75%. I mean, this is the kind of blowout sort of backdoor sale thing that is very, very yeah. doable and done in just about every other without every other sort of market segment. I don't even know what to call it, but every other skew, yeah. um, every other type of product out there. I don't yeah. see why they wouldn't do it with this. I mean, the I, It seems highly unlikely to me that some murder occurs and then Dick's Sporting Goods is somehow implicated because they sold wholesale resold wholesale this gun my my radar is going off i detect pr marketing stunt that I, could be I, yeah. I, I i guess but i mean what's the point i mean to are, get them the press about how they're now anti-gun or whatever, our 60 year old uh you know uh, ladies in in an asics now gonna go in and spend a little more money on whatever it is They've got a big section of their story store that's for hunters. Yeah. Maybe they're just doing it because of their name. They're dicks. <laughs> <laughs> they they are dicks, right? Like that's it's right there on their sign. And they've got I mean, so they've got all kinds of other guns, mind yeah. you, assault weapons, quote unquote. 
are right, quote unquote, because I thank you for the because uh, I did do the air quotes with my fingers. And as a prof- radio professional, you think that I would uh, be more clear. <laughs> uh, but uh, it, the the amount of murders that are committed with rifles is fractional. And of those rifles, one would presume some of them have sort of wooden stocks and maybe some of them are, uh, you know, a uh, they have a bolt action and they're not a semi-automatic. So even if they you know, probably a majority of them are semi-automatics. OK, let's just go ahead and say it. Uh, that, that could be true. And then like, what is the line between a semi-automatic rifle and assault rifle? And I haven't yet heard anyone give me a reasonable definition as to what this might be. Assault rifles are bad and they're used to murder students. I think it's, you know, the the best thing I've heard is from the conservatives who say it's a black rifle. Okay. That's right? it. That's it. It's just oh. a r- rifle that's black. I mean, to me it's the difference between like a car with a normal looking, you know, sort of, you know, trunk back end and uh, the same exact model of car except it's got a racing fin on it. Yeah, right. It's the go faster model, right? They put the fin on it, you know, a couple extra stripes, and presto, change it. It's an assault car. Put a black <laughs> racing stripe down the middle of it. Yeah. Right. There you go. <laughs> That's effectively what we're talking about here. So you could have, and the more features you have on it. So uh, rifles, for those that don't know, say um, an AR. This is the things people want to talk about, the AR-15. Um they have a little rail where you can put some attachments. Now, that attachment could be a laser sight to help you hit the target, which is the whole purpose of the rifle. It could be uh, a grenade launcher if you were, if it was legal for you to have it. And some I'm places sure, they are. I'm sure, I'm sure that there's some possibilities. I, I'm, not, I'm no expert in this. They mount the uh, GoPro cameras and stuff to them, too. Right. right. GoPro camera could have uh, a light, a flashlight on the gun is a great idea. You want to make sure you know what you're shooting in the middle of the night because <laughs> the person the a person walking around your house in the middle of the night making noise is very probably someone you know and love most so in most cases you yeah. do not yeah. want to shoot them and uh, even if you're living by yourself you don't want to shoot somebody in the house without knowing who it is you're shooting because it could be your friend who's, you know, there to check on your dog and was confused about when the vacation was. If they're drunk or whatever the reason is. There's been multiple stories of, of people just breaking into the wrong house, thinking it's the wrong house, and not nothing coming of it, right? Like, hey, dude, you're on my couch. You're in the wrong house. You're No harm from you, but now you got to go. And, you know, there's there was one from, I think, another country recently in the news where the guy woke up and he started, like, taking a selfie video of him and the and they like cooked him breakfast and everything and he was in the he just won he wandered into the wrong house after a party right slept on the couch or whatever the owners woke up the next morning hey dude you're in the wrong house when they found out why he was there well you know we all get drunk at party every now and then how about some breakfast and a smoke and they hooked him up on the way out so yeah (laughs) maybe not the best idea to shoot first uh in situations like that mostly I mean, you know, my my family's in my house, and that's going to make me, uh, you know, extra cautious. But mostly the things in my house I'd rather lose than shoot somebody. Right. You yeah. know, I mean, I, I'm probably not going to help you get a screwdriver and take my TV off the wall. <laughs> but I'd honestly prefer to lose my TV over having to deal with a 200-pound sack of meat bleeding out of my uh, my floor. Okay. You know, I just that's don't want to. Yeah. And... I also don't want to have to deal with the, the you know the visions of this. I'm a firefighter, 
And I've seen multiple situations where well, I've seen accidents where people didn't walk away. Mm. But I've seen the worst ones, honestly, are the ones where people do get wheeled off and they do live because it's grody. And, <laughs> I, you know, they have visions of these things at night. And I don't want another one of those things if I can avoid it. Thanks very much. That's I think the people that they're polishing the gun, waiting for that opportunity to put one in somebody... I, That's I, psychopathic behavior. I don't think they've done this very much. They, they haven't gotten out very often. Um, but I, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having a gun and help. Uh, thank you, thank goodness for people who carry them and carry them well and keep us safe. But eh, it's just not not great. So let's get back here to the story of uh, dicks, uh, dicks destroying some perfectly good. These guys are dicks. They are the dicks. Yeah. In an interview with CBS on October 6th, Edward Stack. CEO revealed that Dix had destroyed $5 million worth of assault-style weapons following the company's 2018 decision this to is remove now, them from the store. Now shelves. the media calls, what was that, that last part? Assault-style weapons. Yes. The media calls it assault-style because they know that everybody laughs at them about what an assault weapon is. Well, and, a lot of times it's because when they show them on TV, what they're, what they're demonstrating isn't an assault weapon. Was it $5 million? $5 million. In retail value? Wholesale value? Probably retail. Okay. Yeah, I would say All right. retail. All right. But, okay, so here's the thing. The 2008 decision to remove them from the store, right, that's when they got all the press that you were talking about, Captain. Uh, where they like, oh, oh my gosh, one of the biggest, even the sporting goods store that sells guns has had a revelation uh, you know, company-wide, that this is not a good idea to sell and to promote and to have out there on the streets of the consumers. Uh, and now they're kicking it up a notch, right? Because there's so much things you can do with back inventory, but they're destroying it. 2008? They've got these things 18. from two, 2018. Okay. Yeah. Did I say eight? I'm, I you apologize. Did. I, I, I got confused there. I, I, I should have been. I just don't remember when they did it. Okay. Stack's stance on the issue began to take form in 2012 uh, when he decided to stop selling the popular AR-15 rifle. After that one. That particular semi-automatic rifle. And everyone thinks that the AR stands for assault rifle, which adds no. credence to that. No. Well, you say no, because we amongst people that do, but watch the news. <laughs> yeah, or talk to the general public. After Adam Lanza used one to kill 27 people at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown, Connecticut. It was a real tragedy, but... I mean, but did it really happen? Oh, well, it did really happen. 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE. You can believe we're going to get calls on that. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. We're talking about... Dick's Sporting Goods, destroying $5 million in perfectly good firearms. Yep. And, uh, waste. you know, I mean, maybe if you wanted to purchase a firearm, you don't want people to know. You don't want Google to know. You don't want the government to know. You don't want anybody to know that you're going to a place to make this particular transaction. I have a recommendation, and that recommendation is not putting your phone into airplane mode. So if you put your phone in airplane mode when you take it off, it you'll see it's tracked you the whole way. GPS is still working when it's in airplane mode. Now, I can't tell you what's happening when it's off or not, but I can tell you I don't trust the folks that put phones together to 
protect my privacy. Oh yeah, and I don't certainly don't trust uh, you know the government or these telecoms or any of these other folks. Who I do trust, GoDarkBags.com. Go Dark Bags. I've got one, and I got a little Bluetooth headset. So immediately when I slide this thing in, zoop, it says phone one disconnected. And I that makes me feel very confident that that's the case. <laughs> nice. And I, many, I'm not buying firearms, but um, many times I've just decided, several times I've decided, I don't want to be tracked going to this place, wherever this is. Mm-hmm. And I'll slide the phone in just to sort of do that. You, you wrap it up. It's sort of water resistant-y too. I mean, I wouldn't call it, I wouldn't take it down with me diving 10 feet, but, um, you know. It's but you could put it in a diving bag and right. put it in the Godart bag if you wanted to. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So godarkbags.com slash FTL if you value your privacy and want to be absolutely certain your mobile phone cannot be hacked or its location tracked. You should get one of these Faraday bags by going to godarkbags.com slash FTL. There's a little special there for you if you go check it out. Godarkbags.com slash FTL. So apparently I wasn't able to entice anyone to call in about Sandy Hook being real or not. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's always fun. Uh, so moving on. Uh, Stack initially planned to remove the guns from store shelves quietly, but outcry from the National Rifle Association, firearms enthusiast, and gun companies led Stack to publicly defend his position, saying he didn't want to sell assault-style weapons that could inflict the kind of damage Seen at Sandy Hook. It sounds like he threw a temper tantrum. Oh, yeah? You guys are going to cry? Oh, fine. I'll destroy all the guns. I, I support him if he, that's what he wants to do. If he feels <laughs> that there's some relationship to it, that's fine. But I'll tell you what. Ford doesn't lose... The Ford family doesn't lose any sleep over people who die in automobile accidents. And Fact. Um, you know, doctors... The Pinto. Uh, the pharmaceutical companies, you know, all that stuff. The, you know, Ford Exploder. People, what is it like the third leading cause of death is basically doctor mistakes that there are far i think it's 10 times as many people die in america from taking prescribed drugs in the prescribed manner than they do from overdoses uh, you could check my numbers to to see this but i'm not far off right right or getting the wrong drug because they couldn't read the prescription properly at the pharmacy sure well i can't read anything properly without my glasses on all right me neither <laughs> So, yeah. So, and here's the other thing. So, it's his company. He can do as he pleases. Yes. Right. Fact. It's their weapons. So, no argument there, but still stupid nonetheless. Uh, after the 2018 shooting at Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, which left 17 people dead, Stack took his position a step further. So, he's even hit. He, even he is like piling on all these tragedies, like you said, for publicity. Wow. Sure. Announcing that Dix would no longer sell firearms of any type. To anyone under 21, and that would pull the remaining assault weapons, quote unquote, from its stores. Two months later, the CEO announced his plans to physically destroy Dick's assault weapons inventory. Stack claims that these decisions were prompted by the fact that Nicholas Cruz, excuse me, the Parkland shooter, had purchased a shotgun from Dick's prior to his arrest. Yeah, but a shotgun is an assault assault style weapon, right? Yeah. Either it's just way. a shotgun. I mean, true story. You know, <laughs> shotguns have but shot bought far more Dix. clay pigeons than they have people. But he bought it from Dix, and so now now he feels responsible. Even though it wasn't the and gun he if used. If that's how you feel, that's your business. I'm not gonna yeah. I, I'm not gonna tell somebody that they have to do this thing or that thing. I have some friends, they 
own a pizza shop here in Keene, New Hampshire. Very nice people. And they're not the principled libertarians. They're interested, but not principled by any stretch of the imagination. They used to run a pizza shop where they did a lot of uh, deliveries. And one of their drivers got into a terrible accident. And they felt responsible. For putting him on the road? It's not that I I don't understand. Okay. Right? Yeah. But they wanted, what they did was they bought a, you know, anyhow sitting pizza joint. And it's doing very well. Uh, they're not. I mean, maybe they're losing out on money. They certainly are losing out on money, but they're doing fine. And the guy works in the back now. He makes uh, pies and everything's uh, great. I mean, this is the sort of place where they hire. And once you're hired, your family. Right, nice. Right. You know, so they and, took care of them. Yeah. Th- these they're, they're great people. It's a great kind of place to work. Everybody makes good money. They price their pies a little too high. But, man, if you make the best pie in town, then people will pay for it. And I do like pizza. Yep. Uh, Who doesn't? So here's what the, he said. It, this addresses your point, Mark. Even though it wasn't the gun he used, it could have been, Stack said. Yet, <laughs> yet Dick still sells shotguns. So the gun he yes. used, not getting destroyed, the guns that he could have used, destroyed. $5 million worth. The backlash from the firearm. Right. Let's, his- let's point out that an AR-15 um, will allow a five-foot-tall woman to protect her home in a way that a Mossberg 500 never could. Is it Winchester 300 Mossberg? Uh, you shouldn't ask me these things. I didn't. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> in, in a way, a big old 12-gauge never could. Because, right. you know, a woman fires a 12-gauge. In many cases, they're really sorry about the experience. Yeah. Um, it's not a pleasant experience to fire a 12-gauge shotgun, especially if, you're, if you weigh half of what I do. And, uh, you know, even a guy is going to start feeling it after... You know, you, you run a few through there. If you Dutch loads through this uh, this thing, you're going to start to feel it. Yeah. So what this does is this secures more firmly the narrative that guns are only for men. And I like the saying that God made man and Sam Colt made him equal. We live in a world where a 10-year-old girl can defend herself from Mike Tyson. I'm not – I shouldn't pick out Iron Mike here. But, um, you know, defend herself from somebody who is a very accomplished fighter who's very strong if you train her right well with, with yeah, the firearms I, I mean honestly you don't need that much training but yeah i mean it's, it's, do you suppose mike tyson lisps when he pronounces his own name mike tyson <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> we need to check that out surely there's a video uh, sorry yeah, tangents i'm sure i'm sure he said it somewhere uh the backlash from the firearm industry was even bigger this time with multiple gun companies including of mossberg and sons MKS Supply, and Springfield Armory, severing ties with the chain completely. Destroying $5 million in gun inventory uh, does not seem to be affecting Dick's bottom line. Uh, This past August, Dick's posted its best earning quarter in three years. Okay. Impressive statistic when you think about it. Hey, look. Not losing customers. That's what this is about. Yeah. And if, if he's successfully turning this into a marketing campaign and... The Karens of the world are going in and they're getting and they're buying an extra pair of jogging shorts or whatever. Um, you know, that's fine. Look, I was in Dick's a few a few weeks ago, maybe a few months ago. I needed a mouth guard and, you know, I mean, they got my 10 bucks or whatever it was. Sure. Not much. Oh, and they had an extra pair of uh, rash guards. Free talk live. Hey, everyone. This is Charlie Shrem. You've seen me on the Netflix documentary Banking on Bitcoin and the new best-selling book Bitcoin Billionaires. I want to invite you to join me on my new show, 
untold stories for a deep dive into crypto history with the people who made that history. Together, we'll explore the personalities and events that gave rise to Bitcoin and the crypto revolution, the innovation, the collaboration, the battles, and the busts. You'll have a front row seat to the early days of crypto up to today, and you'll hear from the folks who lived through it and survived to drive this movement mainstream. Untold Stories looks back to reveal what inspired some of the greatest minds on Earth to come together to create this technology and change the future for everyone. So join me and my guests, the techies and the traders, the entrepreneurs and the innovators, as we explore our past and understand what that means for the future. Listen now on UntoldStories.com. That's UntoldStories.com. Free Talk Live. Call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. Mark with you. Richie Rich. Captain Kickass. It's a live Sunday show. If it's between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time, the, the chances are good that we will be live here taking your telephone calls. So if you listen to Free Talk Live on some other, you know, some, some station that maybe airs it from, you know, 3 o'clock in the morning or whatever, we appreciate that. Mind you, I'm I'm happy to be on, but we're we're at that point we're free talk, <laughs> you know, because it's not free talk live. It's poor marketing. <laughs> but if you have something you want to talk about, we're here for you from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern time. Look, we all have things that go through our heads throughout the day that we think this is an important topic that the rest of the world needs to talk about. Well, and you can get in the Discord chat at any time. That's true. You can go to the Discord chat. It's always going on. You go to discord.freetalklive.com, and there, once you get into the Discord chat, you can call in from the Discord chat and sound great, but you could just be like the many dozens, and well, there's there's hundreds of people often in it, so more than 100 often in it, uh, just chatting away. I've heard it's the largest libertarian Discord group in the world. Nice. I don't know what, uh, you know. That's a pretty qualified statement, mind you. Uh, (laughs) But uh, I want to tell you about Balance of Nature before we go on. Balance of Nature. I love this product. It's great. And basically the reason is it helps you to hit those goals you have for your diet in you know, it, it can be hard. It's not easy. It's not it's not easy or fun to eat properly. But with Balance of Nature, it has gotten easier. With just three Balance of Nature fruit capsules and three veggie capsules, you get 10 servings of fruits and vegetables, and that's a lot of nutrition. You can go online, become a preferred customer, which gives you the best pricing and free shipping. After your third month, Balance of Nature will ship to you at no extra charge an additional set of fruits and veggies. It's a limited time offer, so don't wait. Go to balanceofnature.com. Use discount code FTL. Thank you to all of the people who have done this. We took this on sort of a lark because uh, our, our Riley Blake, uh, one of our I, helpers, I don't even know how to describe it. He doesn't have employee? a title. The guy who, yeah, nah, employee is a legal term, pal. Okay. <laughs> right, yeah. He produces the digest, right? He produces the digest. He's yeah. a great guy. Um, and he's blind, and Balance Nature gives him a real job, where Free Talk Live just gives him a little work. And uh, this has worked pretty well for us. As far as uh, a product, it seems like a lot of our listeners want it, and they want the special they get if they go to balanceofnature.com and then use coupon code FTL. So let's go on with this uh, story about 
Dick's uh, sporting goods and their uh, dastardly destroying of some firearms. After earning their best quarter in three years. Uh, Probably won't affect crime much either. A 2018 analysis by the RAND Corporation found no qualifying studies showing that bans on the sale of assault weapons and high-capacity magazines decreased any of the eight outcomes we investigated, including mass shootings. Those those results shouldn't be surprising. When people say assault weapon, they usually mean the guns banned by the 1994's Public Safety and Recreational Firearms Use Protection Act, which expired in 2004. The, that law classified. And mind you, crime, you know, crime is no higher. Murders are no higher than they were at that time. There have been an uptick in gun deaths. But when somebody talks about gun deaths, that person is most likely a liar or a fool. Okay? Guns kill people. That's what they're designed to do. But they're very effective when you take one and sh- sh- stick it in your mouth and blow your, the top of your head off. Okay? Now, that's what they're supposed to do. If you want to commit suicide and you use a gun to do it, you're probably going to be successful. God help you if you're not. I met a man who wasn't. His, uh, yeah, his The side of his face was grotesque. Yeah, if you miss, it's a horrible, horrible thing. And then you go through life not able to speak and you know all kinds of problems. Uh, alcohol is a terrible drug. And sometimes it can be involved in you know these kind of things. Um, it can often be involved. So... It's not a good idea to to just go and, and act rashly, but gun deaths and gun homicides are different things. Yes, so which doesn't make them a liar, just makes the statistics say what it wants to say. I know, but right. somebody who's saying, look, if if they've been told one time about the the story about gun deaths, gun deaths are I think three or four times what gun homicides are. Right. So you're making it seem like a much bigger problem. Agreed. If you talk about gun deaths rather than gun. Now, I'm not for suicide, but I'm for freedom of choice. And part of freedom of choice means that you can end your life when you wish. I think you should think about this pretty thoroughly and maybe talk to your family. I think it's best if it's only somebody who has some kind of terminal illness. But that's my opinion. I want you to live. I've talked to plenty of people here on the air. And hopefully I've been helpful in those situations. I've had a few people call back and say that I was. I'm I'm delighted that I was I've been able to to make that help that make that happen. Sure. But you know, ultimately your life you don't own your life if you can't end it. That is true. Uh the that law, the two, 1994's law, uh classified certain weapons as assault weapons for reasons as simple as being a specific brand such as the Kalashnikov yeah. or bearing a combination of certain physical characteristics such as folding stocks and threaded barrels. Yeah. Uh, as reasons, go ahead. The threaded barrel, you could put a suppressor on. It's nice and convenient instead of having to get somebody to thread it for you. As reasons, Jacob Sullivan has noted, these features have no impact on a weapon's lethality. The functional capabilities of an AR-15 and a standard hunting rifle are the same. I just I just feel like all, all the talk of you know, these terms, right, assault style, and, you know, let's define what that is, and, you know, oh, it's a black gun, or I I feel like they're just developing classes of weapons now, right? And so, like, you're going to have the citizen class of weapons versus the government class of weapons, Well, that's what they're saying. They're saying a military... Right, but weapon, like, but if yeah. basically military style weapon. But if you're really anti-gun and you want like sort of a safer society, um, you know, you should look at who the number one, uh, 
you know, perpetrator of gun deaths is, and that's organizations known as government. They perpetuate the most deaths by guns. So anybody who's anti-gun and they want uh, citizens to be disarmed, uh, that you're really just saying that you only want government to have guns. And so you're really for guns in that respect. If you want it, I would be very interested in this social experiment. Men commit the vast majority of violent crimes. I mean, we're kind of built for it. Well, yeah, the, the vast majority of them. It would be interesting to me if we created a if created a world. If you want to ban things, ban men from owning guns. And then see what that does in the uh, from a societal standpoint. I don't support this. I'm just saying this is far more interesting to me than the sort of we got to get rid of guns because of fairness and you know whatever. I just had a vision of like a, a pink uh, Hello Kitty like AK-47. They exist. Through my- <laughs> <laughs> they exist. They're, they're, they do exist. I've yeah, seen that one cute. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, I will say this about. Um, I want to mention. I think that it's important to mention this every time. Concealed carry permit holders are the safest people in America. Yep. So if somebody's gone through the trouble of getting a concealed carry permit, they're actually 10 times safer than law enforcement officers from a sort of a criminal standpoint. Any crime, mind you. Um, and law enforcement officers, I believe, are like 100 times safer than your average citizen. Now, of course, it's hard for a law enforcement officer to get arrested. So you might bump up that number a bit. Is that where from- the statistic is derived from? Arrest records? Yeah, basically. Okay. Well, I mean, how else are you going to do it? But the cops aren't cutting the CCW people any breaks. Right. Okay. So the fact that the CCW people come in a, a tenth of the cops is stunning. Okay. I mean, just stunning. So, you know, to me, these are the uh, these are the great folks that are both keeping us safe and, um, you know. Being responsible. Being responsible. Yeah. And unnecessary here in New Hampshire. You don't have to have a CCW, but it is useful to have one because you can then carry outside of the state. And it's not a big state. You're 35 miles from prison no matter where you go. Right. Uh, Yes, Dick still stocks and sells semi-automatic rifles that aren't considered assault weapons. Unsurprisingly, those are sometimes used in mass shootings. Oh, yeah. The Ruger 1022 available at Dick's was used in a massacre at Cascade Mall in Burlington, Washington in 2016. There you go. Yeah. It's... I mean, you know, whatever, it's his store. And that number, 855-450-3733. 855-450-FREE is in Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. We are discussing this story about uh, Dick's Sporting Goods. Uh, have we pretty much wrapped it up, by the way? Uh, there's only one paragraph left, left yeah, so we're yeah, wrapping it up. Yeah, well, um, I, I got something else I want to talk about, too, here shortly. Um, t- I, please, I would like to tell you about the AMP program. Uh, you could be an amplifier, like Harry is an amplifier. Thank you, Harry. Thanks, Harry. You can go to amp.freetalklive.com, sign up. There, it's $5 a month. You get some perks, quite a few of them. We've got like a call-in line for you and a a Facebook group where you can talk to the other amplifiers and hosts. And we've got the special area on the Discord where the hosts go and and chit-chat. You just get a, you know, you're basically like a member of the board, a stockholders of Free Talk Live uh, at amp.freetalklive.com. And, uh, you know, we really appreciate them, people like Harry. Amp.freetalklive.com. What's in that last paragraph? 
All right, so Stack acknowledges that's that the other that's the owner, CEO. Good. Yep, that the policy won't stop mass shootings. No, nope. saying you're probably white, right. It won't, but if we do these things and it saves one life, yes, don't you think it's worth it? Well, that's the proper answer for somebody who's apparently had one of their best quarters yet uh, by you know stopping selling firearms. Good, good for him. Apparently, certainly been worth it to the bottom line of their shareholders. And, and, and that's probably like Mark said, the most important thing. It's unclear what life he thinks it saves to stop selling one arbitrarily defined group of weapons while continue to offer mechanically identical products. A stack may need to brush up on how the guns he sells work. Well, he apparently knows how the sales that he uh, makes work. <laughs> and, um, you know, I can't I can't argue with that if he feels that he can fill this hole. If the, uh, you know, the retired hippies and these sorts of things want to buy their, you know, are more comfortable buying their sporting goods at Dick's now because they have uh, changed their rules, then great. Did it was it was it five million dollars <laughs> increase in sales, though? Did that did that cover? The loss of inventory? That I'd like to know. Yeah, I wonder, like, the largest quarter. I mean, you would think Dick Sporting Goods is a pretty large franchise, so yeah, it's pretty I, big. I would think that that's more than exceeded. There's the, one the here in town, yeah. and it's a good-sized store. Uh, I mean, I've been to Sports Is that the one right down the road? I think I've, I think I've stopped off that on the way to Vermont. Is that a different It's one? on the way to Vermont. Okay, yep. yep, I've been to that one. And... You know, we were actually talking about hippies in the break here, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I, I, there's lots of I've been to these hippie festivals and that kind of thing. And there's a lot of overlap between between the liberty community and the, the hippie community. Yeah, with the canning and the, you know, grow your own food and, you know, uh, marijuana you know, freedom, all, all that kind of thing. Yeah, there's a great deal of it. But I can't agree with them on everything. I didn't see anybody open carrying at the uh, the hemp fest that I was at uh, three years ago or something. Uh, went with Ian. Ian loves himself a good festival. And, uh, you know, by all means, I'm here to help you, pal. There's a lot of different communities that you would think lends itself in some way to libertarian ideas and ideals. Yeah. And But they, they, there's never a connection or an overlap that draws them in to wanting more freedom. Right. It's, it's like the, the one issue thing, you know, the or a couple issues with the canning and the, and the weed for the hippies. But then the other freedoms, man, don't have the time for. Yeah, it's right. like they're segregated freedomists sure. somehow. You know, like, oh, we only care about these two freedoms and everything else is. I find that with conservatives in many cases that, um, you know, many times these are f- people that, that think, yeah. you know, they're they're. Uh, you know they're they're willing to think about a problem. They may not be Harvard educated, which that's probably a good thing. Um, <laughs> but you know they're 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 willing to spend a little bit of time thinking about an issue. But you know they there's this one thing they're like I can't call myself a uh, libertarian because I don't believe in abortion. Well, wait a second now. Uh, ab- abortion isn't a libertarian issue because it, it has to do with when you determine life starting. Um, and, you know, some libertarians are pro-choice and some are pro-life and, you know, some people fall in the middle. I'm of the opinion that if, uh, you know, if if v- voting statists want to d- uh, perpetrate a genocide on themselves who am i to stand in the way it's not like i was going to stop it anyway but uh you know here you are a little round of applause for you for taking care of the problem that's another thing that i've always considered like a libertarian plus position right like a libertarian plus do you right. have another one so i would agree with you that it's uh you know that you you can apply libertarian thought to the abortion issue right but it ultimately comes down to 
where you think life begins. I'm an all choice, right, sort of on these kinds of things. More choice is always the best answer. And individual choice is always the right answer as far as, you know, when I think about these issues. I think that banning abortions has been done and we know what the results are. I'm not... I'm not here going to tell you that I don't think that it would qualify as homicide, but I'm telling you with 8 billion of these particularly this very successful primate on the planet, maybe a little homicide could be spread around is what I'm saying is is that, you know, if I if I were God King and I wanted to cull this particular herd down, I would do a variety of things. I'd look for a variety of traits. And if I were a eugenicist. And I wanted to create a eugenics method. I would have created abortion because it's effectively doing all of those things. It's all the things that the eugenicists want to achieve. Abortion is achieving those things. Now, I would question those people that are claimed to be uh, pro-life is like, why do you want to stop that? If it's working as the eugenicists wanted it to work. And we know that there are problems that are population-based in the United States and around the world. Then why would you want to stop that? So, so to answer your initial question, uh, another population-based one, what sh- what's the libertarian position on what should be done about the homeless population? What is the libertarian position on what should be done about the homeless population? I would say that the, uh, the in short, zoning laws are the f- first and primary enemy of homeless people. Okay. Uh, because if... Let's say I had a piece of property that was in town and I could just let some homeless people. And it's not use, I don't want to build anything there. I don't want to do anything with it. It's been in my family for years. There's a guy here in town that actually has one. He has the king's deed on this property. That's impressive. It is impre- it impress- impressive. Let's so see. his family has had it for that long. And um, he just lets homeless people go on there and build stuff. Okay. And then about every eight years or so, the fire department will go through and tear down their, all their buildings for uh, being non-compliant. Right. So there's the people that are trying to figure out ways to keep the snow off their heads. Right. And they're, they're living a life, sure. right? They've got a job, panhandling. It's, I, I don't consider it a, a noble profession. Like, there's a very small list of jobs out there that I consider ignoble. Panhandling is one. And panhandling is one. Okay. I, I think that, you know, get out there and do a real job and create value. Right. But I, I can see what it is. is okay. it's there. He's not sitting on the side of the road with a sign because he doesn't make enough money. If he so somebody stops off and offers him a job every now and then, I'm sure of it. And, and he, he says, just no, says, no, I make more money than that. No, thanks. Right. Because he only works 20 hours a week in the nicer weather holding a sign and then his you know his needs are taken care of whatever his needs might be so is it incumbent upon the libertarian community to do anything about the homeless homeless population or epidemic or whatever you want to call it no homeless problem there is no, no homeless problem right the homeless problem is the statists who allow them to camp out on the sidewalks and make all the problems um you know as a private property owner you should be able to drive people off of your property that you don't want there maybe they're committing crimes or going poop in the corner or whatever it is that they're doing and you should be able to drive them off and that kind of thing i don't live in california where apparently half of the u.s homeless live out on the west coast you're from uh, seattle right yep 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 oh Uh, there's plenty of homeless in the seattle area yes and and 
I mean, to say it's a problem is to ignore the cause, right? What is the cause of homelessness? Well, oftentimes it's poverty, and oftentimes it's poverty along with uh, mental health, right? Or sure. a lack thereof, right? Uh, these are generally the top two uh, factors in the homeless population. And so the real answer is, uh, isn't you know, is there a libertarian position? What it's just that you need to address the cause of it instead of the symptoms, which is all statism does is address the symptoms. And mental health issues, like you know, mental health issues, I think are really an, uh, a sort of a problem in a libertarian world because you're either responsible for your actions, or you're not. And if you're not responsible for your actions, how do we deal with that? You know, locking you up? Well, some people need mental health treatment. They need to be put in a home. But if they decide they want to leave, how do you uh, address the issues of volition? Right. And, you know, maybe you can say they committed a petty crime and this is where they've been sentenced to or whatever the, the case may be. But- there's, a, there's actually a segment of homelessness in the Seattle area that uh, uh, is the result of gentrification, right? The, the rise of the costs of sure. you know, the living and rent and property and all that kind of stuff. So there's actually a, a large number of people that have jobs, right? Uh, even couples, right? Where they both have jobs. They both make 70, 80 grand a year or whatever, which is not much in Seattle. It's a lot for you know a lot of places, but in Seattle, that's not a lot. Um, and like they live in an RV, right? Because they can't afford property. They can't, that's you know a home. I mean? I'm not willing to call them homeless. Well, they're houseless. Your thoughts? Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. It's eight fifty five four fifty free. As in. Do you have a crypto wealth advisor or coach? If so, has your cryptocurrency advisor been investing in technology stocks for over 20 years? Have they left the corporate world and retired? Or are they still trying to make a weekly paycheck? Have they produced six-figure results for their customers in the past 30 days? And very importantly, are they a member of the Digital Currency Council? Seth Maniscalco is the founder of Crypto Wealth Coach and CryptoWealthCoach.com. Seth invested in his first Roth IRA at 19 years old while living abroad and has been investing in Wall Street and technology for over 20 years years with experience in all the money markets. By comparison, so many of these so-called crypto gurus have barely been alive for 20 years. Seth has not only experienced personal success from his own investments in crypto, he has also helped his clients earn six and seven figure incomes, including helping investors make over three quarters of a million dollars in EOS in 90 days and 1,225% in only five and a half months with Chainlink. Seth has help for the small do-it-yourself guy on up to crypto whales. Increase your wealth. Visit CryptoWealthCoach.com. It's Free Talk Live. Call in, talk about what you want to talk about. We've been all over the board tonight from marijuana breathalyzers to dick sporting goods, destroying $5 million of perfectly functional firearms. Should have uh, donated it to the cause, man. Yeah, give it to the homeless shelter. Shelter. Hey, Mark with you. Richie Rich. Captain Kickass. Let's go right to the phones. We've got LJ calling in from Maryland, listening on TuneIn. LJ, you're on Free Talk Live. Captain Askisser, I'd like to ask you a question about... And thank you for calling. You are... I had one of David's premonitions. I had a premonition like David. I bet that's that's the guy. Yeah. That's That's, wit. That's that's the guy. So, there you go. Um, Sorry. Neither neither witty nor kind. You (laughs) are free to call in uh, to Free Talk Live as long as you are not that guy. (laughs) That's it. 
And that's all. I last night on the airwaves. I don't know if you well, not on the airwaves on the after show, the freer talk live, which is on. You could see it. I. You'd have to go to our YouTube channel and look for the sort of older version of it, but it was available at the time at twitch.lrn.fm. And you know, like I, I've studiously avoided speaking to that guy because he's threatened my family on multiple occasions. Now he'll he'll say that's a that's a lie, but I run a page where I take quotes and they seem really threatening. Like things like I bought a gun today and I've loaded it and I'm going to empty every bullet in the chamber into Mark Edgington's skull. Well, right. any transcript can be taken out of context when read back. Right, right, right. Like he, he, he could have meant anything, <laughs> you know. And and I, you know, like I brought him on so I could ask one question, one question. Please, would you please stop threatening? Stop talking about? Stop mentioning my family? Right, just my family. Like, I didn't even say that you had, you know, like, you can continue your wild fantasies about putting a bullet in my head or whatever. Please, my family, stop threatening an 11-year-old boy. He's been threatening him for years. So, I mean, it's been, you know, a 7-year-old, an 8-year-old, a 9-year-old, a 10-year-old, 11-year-old. Like, right. and you know, I mean, and and I can't, I was unsuccessful in keeping the secret from my son. I had some, I was editing some audio. He comes into the room and he's like, uh, Jack Edgington, I'm going to make him suffer. Right. And he's, uh, and there it is. Right. So now, now he's this boogeyman for a kid. And, uh, you know, I mean, trying to, I try to create a world where my son feels safe, but he can't feel safe because this lunatic and i'm a liar by the way i mean every time i like i've got to keep on repeating i'm a liar i'm a liar because this guy's uh, side of the story is is everything i say is a lie this lunatic must uh you know ramble on about how my son shouldn't exist it's crazy so anyway um what what are you gonna do i i've called the police they don't want to do anything about it of course not Uh, well if he keeps it up for seven more years your son will be able to get his vengeance on his own as an adult well I mean, you know, like, there's what's the point in somebody who's just going to keep on talking? You know, just let them, you know, I, like, just keep hanging up. That's yeah. just going to keep hanging up. Yeah, I mean, so, that's the best you can do from here. It's really all I can do is yeah. uh, try not to let him have too much mind space, and that's really what he's looking for. It's looking to occupy some mind space. I live in your mind. So, going on. All right. Uh, so, new headline. Yeah. Group of teen. I don't know how to feel about this headline. Right off the bat. You're just reading it. Group of teen girls tries to set trap for alleged pedophile. One ends up kidnapped. <laughs> See? I think it's just funny. <laughs> I don't know if it's funny. It's a serious thing, though. Uh, it is, but it's but a it's funny, funny headline. Okay. Your, but your plan has gone obviously awry. Right. Perhaps they should have had a different hobby. Maybe. Right. Absolutely. Noble cause, potentially. Right. And then, but the headline. So a 32-year-old man in California was arrested after he allegedly kidnapped a teenage girl who had been trying to entrap him in an amateur sex sting operation. Robert Dreyfus, 32, was booked Sunday on suspicion of kidnapping, sending harmful matter to a minor, and communication with a minor for specific offenses. Well, she's lucky as she made it out, if this is the case. Right. I don't, I mean, okay, so... uh, when I was uh, 13 years old or something, I was hanging out with these two girls who were you know, of the same age, 13, 14 years old, and uh, there was a, a guy who drove the school bus 
who was, I don't know, 22, 23 years old, something like that. And um, they had him, I don't know, giving them money, you know, doing all sorts of things for the promise of sex in return, right? These are 13, 14-year-old girls manipulating, you know, uh, an of-age adult male uh, that they had to interact with, right? Um, Right. The only people that don't believe that 13, 14, 15-year-old girls understand the sexual power that they have are the parents of those girls like the only ones like they've forgotten what it's like or something Uh, i mean choose not to believe that their daughter can do that uh, they choose not to believe it and if they do believe that their daughter could do that they just believe that it's the responsibility of everybody else to stop her from doing that and uh, look i mean you know (laughs) it's a it's it's a dangerous game, and it has consequences. But this, obvious one. This headline alone sort of reminded me of you know those particular girls and like you know uh, the stunts that they would try and pull. You know what I mean? And so it sounds like they were trying to do something similar, and it went horribly awry, and one of them's now missing. I think the, it yeah. sounds like exactly what happened. <laughs> missing for a short period of time. Right. Uh, authorities say Dreyfus was the target of an amateur sex sting operation. By a group of teenage girls who wanted proof he was trying to hook up with underage girls. They had intended to turn the information over to law enforcement. So they say. So they say. (laughs) The group made contact with Dreyfus on social media app and exchanged text messages before arranging a meeting in Vista, California, according to sheriff officials. During the meeting, officials say Dreyfus convinced the 17-year-old victim to get into his vehicle to talk, but he then allegedly drove away without consent. Okay, so um, I don't know what uh, whether a 17-year-old is, is even underage in California. I'm not here giving legal advice, but I can tell you in some states, it's not underage. Fact. Um, yep. You don't want to drag her across the state line, but uh, you know that's not necessarily an illegal number. Obviously, driving off with somebody in your car without their consent is bad, and it certainly is going to be perceived far worse if you went there to hook up with gals that were significantly younger. I mean, I I get how all this looks. I'm not here um, defending Mr. Dreyfus or anything like that, but, uh, you know, I mean. But again, you're, you're planning this sting operation. You're trying to get this guy to do something, and it's a group of you, and then one of you. Gets into the car. Yeah. Right? What a great idea. What a great idea. You meet in a public place. You draw him out of the vehicle somewhere where, you know, something else can happen and you can do whatever it is you planned on doing next. But again, like chuckling at the headline, chuckling at this part as well to just get into the car to talk. And let him drive <laughs> I mean, away. We're just going to talk. Yeah, just, yeah, just, for the At record, this point, they got him arrested, though. The age of consent in California appears to be 18. Okay. Sons of guns. Uh, The victim was able to message her friends for help, and they contacted authorities. Uh, When authorities- The friends didn't know? That's the thing. It's bizarre. It's a bizarre set of circumstances. It's a bizarre story. When authorities made contact with Dreyfus, he stopped his vehicle and let the 17-year-old out. She was not hurt. So that was it. So they go, hey, let her go. And he did. Were they like trying to like, you know, I don't know, the YouTube version of To Catch a Predator? Yeah. I don't know. Probably. like- Sure. But even that, the, the girl, like, with the hidden camera, right, somewhere off in the distance, watches her friend get into the car, right? <laughs> and then the car drives up, like, what was that? Or were they up to something else, and when they got caught, they had to come up with a plausible story to explain what they were doing, and so their explanation was, oh, we were trying to do a YouTube version of To Catch a Predator, and uh, so-and-so ended up, you know. 
either one of these is seems equally as plausible, and I tend to think that young ladies tend to get the benefit of the doubt. So, oh, oh guaranteed. Um, they could be a bunch of inexperienced girls trying to catch themselves a pedophile for YouTube views, or they could have been doing ex- a variety of things. An I mean, extortion ring. Well, there's there's stories of uh, you know, underage girls running prostitution rings amongst themselves. The, the prices are probably quite high, um, you know, and and all these things. So it gets complicated. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450. Free is in Free Talk Live or go to discord.freetalklive.com and use the Discord lines. Free Talk Live. Call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. Mark with you. Richie Rich. Captain Kickass. For those of you who consider yourself to be libertarians, I want to tell you about Liberty.menu. Tell me, Mark. Yeah, so if you've got a business or you're running an event or you've got some kind of organization, it's good to get a little free ads, a little bit as far as free ads go. Liberty.menu has that for you. you. Go to liberty.menu, you can make your listing there. You have to take a little, you know, a little test that says that you're a, a libertarian, but other than that, you, you can do that. Now, anybody could go there and find listings and go shopping. I don't know why they would. What if they kind were, of a test? Um, it's just basically, do you agree that the... Uh, you the know, non-aggression principle? The non-aggression okay, principle. Okay. Yeah. Got, got to so. score 80 or more on the uh, world's smallest political quiz. <laughs> it's better than that. Okay. <laughs> it's not a roadside breathalyzer, is it? <laughs> it's, it's not that. All right. The number, oh, I'm sorry, it's uh, liberty.menu. Go check it out. Uh, the number here, 855-450-3733. Let's go to Hayden in Pennsylvania. Hayden, you're on Free Talk Live. You should be shot in the head, Mark Hedge. And when you are, nobody's going to give a fuck. Oh, oh. my God. LRN.FM. Yeah. So, um, look. Did you not have a premonition on that one. That guy can't, um, you know, <laughs> that guy can't come in the air. However, he uh, said a naughty word. And I haven't been wanting to dump him because I don't think any, see any particular reason to uh, you know dump what goes out of the airwaves over that. But there he, uh, he uh, um, went ahead and violated the rules. And I suspect that he's having a chat right now with the board op about how he put the licenses of 200 radio stations, good God-fearing people, um, in jeopardy over his own uh, little vendettas. Is the board out really going to talk to him about that? Do they do that? Oh, I suspect they okay. will. Okay. Yeah. That'd be my guess. Bro, you can't be saying those words on the air. <laughs> well, if, if if the board up can get a word in edgewise. <laughs> right. Um, you know, that's really the uh that's really how this all comes down is is that uh um you know don't the board up says, Don't worry, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, board up. Right. So uh yeah, whatever. Go to Jacob calling in from Little Rock. Jacob, you're on Free Talk Live. So I was one. Uh, I have a rabbit breeding business. You have a rabbit um, breeding business. So pets or meat? Uh, yes. Uh, well, I have one. I have uh, one rabbit that is a pet, and I uh, dress him up in a crown. In a crown. I, yeah. Okay. And I, I walk him through the meat rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a name for this crowned rabbit? I know. I um, I switch them out every month. 
You switch about. <laughs> oh, new king every month. Yeah. Right. So they it, get old. Yeah. Right. I mean, uh, it's uh, it's soft. Soft. You know, a lot of people like their breeding pair, but they don't really think anything about the babies. You know, uh, when it comes to to rabbits, they'll have a preference for their breeding pair. And I had pigs, and okay, you know, I've assassinated more than my fair share of uh, of, of mammals. Uh, Did you put a crown on it first? Before I have you, to not. make it an official assassination. No, um, but should you ever return to breeding pigs, that might be your, you know a good good idea. It's a fine idea. I I actually taught uh, Bill Clinton. It was his job to eat and hump, so I named him Bill Clinton. <laughs> um, and I taught him that I would give him food if he would help me dig up weeds, like the woody weeds that you need a little help pulling out of the ground. Oh, so nice. I'd pull on it, and then uh, Clinton would give it a you know, give it a little nose. And when an 800-pound hog uh, sticks its nose up underneath some root, a root ball, it's coming up. And we, you know, we're, we're quite a team. I sorry, a, sorry, sorry Jacob. I have a question truffles. for the caller, though. When is wabbit season? Oh, you know, wabbit season is uh, right after all season? year. Oh. Keep them in cages. They don't really mind the cold. Um, they, or I just walk them in my garage or something. Outside, so, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, if it gets cold enough outside, you're going to lose ears. So, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. It sounded like you said you had a rabbit breeding business, correct? Uh, yes. Okay, um, so. I sell them, and I test them, and I grade them on their meat. But before I kill them, I have them take a test. <laughs> um, Is it like a Myers-Briggs personality test? <laughs> or? <laughs> Right. No, no. How many lucky it's, lucky uh, rabbit's foots do you have? Uh, I don't keep the feet. Rabbit feet really aren't that lucky. They kind of stink, actually. Um, How much does a rabbit uh, go for per pound? Well, it depends. If they get an A, uh, they could sell maybe for a couple dollars. <laughs> oh, that's not that much at all. No, rabbit rabbit meat sounds pretty cheap. Cheap. Well, you know how like businesses are cyclical, right? Like sometimes businesses will have like a peak season, and that's. I'm honestly asking, do you have like a, a certain time of year where you sell more than others? Yet you have to prepare for. Uh, typically, uh, right after Ramadan. Is <laughs> Thanks for the call. Okay, so a little a little talk radio insider. If a caller makes you laugh. Keep you get rid it. of them, right? Oh, like okay. end them on a high note. And if there was a, that was a fine crank. Listen, Twitch callers, I don't know if that was one of y'all, but that is the call to emulate. I mean, <laughs> the guy called in with something ridiculous, and it got more ridiculous as he went. He never had to say, you know, a naughty word or something he can't get on the air. Like, that's it. You want <laughs> you want to do a crank? There's your crank. Oh, it looks like you've oh, got that- a pair of uh, fur hair-lined gloves. For I, the- I believe these were rabbit fur when I bought them. I can't... Let me take a feel. That- for the listeners who can't view the video, uh, we're passing around a glove that appears to be leather on the outside and Wabbit fur on the inside. I believe I'm going to say it's rabbit fur. Um, I bought a pair of rabbit fur gloves at one point for a winter uh, long ago, and it, I believe this is the pair that I just. Keep it certainly well, you didn't. If you didn't like, buy chinchilla gloves, then then that's him. I have cashmere and uh, rabbit rabbit fur. You don't have any idea what cashmere is, do you? Wait, I was going to say, is it no, cashmere it's rabbit wool. fur? Oh, it's wool. <laughs> yeah. oh. No, but it was cash, it was it was cashmere lined glove. That's not it. That's not it. Right, no. but I I've had a number of other pairs of gloves, but the good gloves I bought I bought a cashmere pair that I ran through. Because you know I did work and just 
put holes right in the cashmere. Sure. And then I replaced it with rabbit fur ones. But I've also got others like you know the thin gloves and whatever. But I just happen to have the rabbit fur it ones. It makes in my me pocket. jealous. I love those gloves. Um, the and they look like really comfortable. And I've always liked furs. They've really gone out of style. Oh, but bring it back. I will rock some fur with you, Mark. I would absolutely do that. Um, you know, I mean, I, I love a fur coat. And I, I mean, to me. You're just talking, I mean, uh, like, look, I get it. People don't eat chinchillas, but they eat rabbits. Yeah, I've um, had rabbit. You know. It's delicious. They, they eat Sefa. cows, they eat pigs, they eat goats, they That's eat sheep. standard fare. Right? So, you know, why waste this thing? I actually had somebody who at one point took the, I guess you could call them pelts from my pigs to make uh, leather from, and... Otherwise, we were just going to have to dispose of it. So I was happy to give it to them. Yeah. And, you know, maybe they ended up doing it. I never got to see any of the product or anything, but I felt good about that particular instance was the last time, by the way. Use all the animals. Well, rabbit, rabbits possible. are a survival food, right? Like uh, the preppers will talk about, like, you know, in a an apocalypse situation, you want to have rabbits because, well, they breed like rabbits. <laughs> But I know. you can get a disease from eating too much rabbit. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's. I can't remember the name of it, but there's some sort of a it's thing. It's not hasa pepper. No, but <laughs> if you eat enough rabbit as like a staple of your diet, you can actually come down with some sort of a thing. I know a certified cheapskate, and he says that uh, chickens and rabbits make the most sense to sort of have on your own as far as the square footage, cost, and you know, uh, what you have time to, pay to feed, feed them. and all that stuff. The, the, the sort of cost-benefit analysis, rabbits and chickens make the most sense. Good to know. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE here on Free Talk Live. You're not a wild animal, and you shouldn't be tagged and tracked like one. Where you go and what you do every minute of the day, tracked and recorded by your mobile phone, is often more revealing than your browser history. And tech companies make a fortune selling your location history without your consent. Godard bags prevent location tracking and protect your privacy by instantly blocking all cell phone, GPS, and Wi-Fi signals to your mobile device. Plus, they're durable, water-resistant, and built for a lifetime of protection. Visit godardbags.com forward slash FTL. That's godardbags.com forward slash FTL. It's Free Talk Live. Call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. It's Mark with you. Richie Rich. And the captain. And for those who are wondering where Ian is, no, we didn't tie him up and throw him in the broom closet. Who's wondering? He's also not tied up in the back of the trunk of my car. Not happening. No. He, you know, took a night off. He wanted to go with some friends and see... I guess the 40th anniversary screening of Aliens or something. Oh, cool. That's oh, interesting. Oh, man. Yeah. It's pretty Just awesome. Kidding. I wouldn't want to drive that far. See, they invited you on without telling you that first. I I, I can go. I was not given the choice. This is a fact. <laughs> yes. I would stay home and uh, you know i i would watch it on my television i just don't have any but you know go if you love a movie and some people invite you out to go see it go see it have a wonderful time i hope he's enjoying himself so i would rather i would rather see that this is my problem with a lot of modern day cinema is a bunch of the remakes where the original holds up and is just as good and if you want to introduce it to a new audience to a younger audience that wasn't able to catch it the first time run in theaters just re-release the original movie back in theaters, right? They were t- they're talking about like remaking the Princess Bride, and oh my gosh, yeah, the no, uproar! No, 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 no. Right? You say no, 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 no. But if you want to see that and have a theater experience, how do you do that now? 
Well, you got to re-release it right. in well, the theaters. You would think something like Princess Bride, you could do a Rocky Horror kind of thing with. You could. Right, yeah, yeah. Right. Now, admittedly, there are movies that you can't do that with. That's inconceivable. Inconceivable. <laughs> 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 I love that glorious movie. Yes. Uh, but I, I I shudder to think what it's going to be like. They, they better come with their A-game if you're going to try to redo Princess Bride. Or not do it. Just re-release it in theaters for a new Storm in the castle. Right. I mean, Mandy Patinkin, uh, you, you just can't do this kind of thing again, yeah. I don't feel like. There are plenty of movies that were made, uh, we'll say, under budget or at least under popular um, you know, maybe sort of cult classic type of movies right. uh, that that deserve uh, to be uh, you know made with a proper budget and updated. Um, I'm a big sci-fi fan. There was a movie called Damnation Alley with George Pappard and Jan Michael Vincent, where it was like post-apocalypse and they survived and they had to like hijack this military amphibious vehicle to like make it through the wasteland. That movie would be great as sort of like an updated, you know, I'm thinking Road Warrior-ish type of a, you know, sort of a thing with like a real budget and real actors, you know, thrown at it because the story was pretty good. It was put together hokily. Hokily, if that's a word. I'm sure. making up words here. Ho- it with much in a hokey. F- in a, right. <laughs> it's a hokey movie. In a hokey manner. In here I am. Manner. Expect me to be the the, 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 the lame guy, right? Oh, I'm trying to actually tell you how to say this, but uh, yours is much better. With much hoke. Giant radioactive cockroaches and stuff like that. Sure. You know, that, like, it's a rubber cockroach they're shaking right in front of the, the camera. Yeah. yeah. So, See, but, and I might have a better opinion if that's what they were doing. But that's not what they're doing. They're taking like the popular movies from you know the seventies. Sure. Well, they're 80s, remaking 90s, movies they're that remaking were it. just put out like fifteen years ago. That's what I'm saying. Like that's it's ridiculous. That's dumb. What about the Spider-Man reboots? I mean, these things. Uh, like, like, that seems to be a licensing issue more than anything else. Spider-Man. Yeah. Well, well, how many the second one? How many Jokers are we on now? Yeah, a well, lot of Jokers. One joke, well, one Joker movie that he's finally got. You know, his own thing. There's been a lot of. Him in Batman movies. Well, he is the bad the guy. He's not supposed to get his own movie. True. Now he's getting, you know. Yeah, are they going to follow that up with like the Penguin? Right? Yeah, they did Suicide Squad. I haven't seen the new Joker um, movie. I know it's getting panned, but that makes me want to see it more. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like to beat Heath Ledger, you've really got to do something. I felt like that was the single best interpretation I've ever seen. Yes. If you love Jack Nicholson, I I feel you. He's great in a lot of roles, and I loved him as the Joker, but Heath Ledger ate his lunch. Yeah, absolutely. He was awesome in that role. And I hate Batman. Whoa. I hate the DC products. I hate them all. Now, I've read- Well, because you're you're a Marvel guy. I am. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Right. Um, I'm- have been for a long time. I worked at a comic book store. Yes, I bought some DC comics out there. Ronan's great. Watchmen's great. But that's not even a DC comic, really. It's a Charlton remake. I, I like Batman, though, for a very specific reason. Because he doesn't have any superpowers. Neither does Captain America. Well, uh, super juice. He has super juice, but I mean, it, the, according to Marvel Universe's definition, that makes him an Olympic level athlete. Captain America is an Olympic level athlete already. Okay. Right. Um, you know, Batman's superpower is like Iron Man's superpower. He's rich. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like Iron Man for the same reason, though. 
Right. And Captain America, I mean, Batman has bulletproof, you know, cape, depending on how you make this. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I, it's, to me, I just don't get it. Somebody who tells me Batman's more realistic than I'm like, then then Captain America. How is, uh, you know, some kind of nationalistic jingoist uh, with an impenetrable shield somehow less believable than an insane, a mentally ill billionaire uh, with a uh, bulletproof cape? I mean, what? <laughs> Uh, you can tell I've had this conversation before. Like, <laughs> and I have not. I'm a little bitter. <laughs> but awesome. The Killing Joke and The Dark Knight, these are both um, incredible uh, books. Uh, so Killing Joke is a it, it's a Batman, but heavily Joker influenced. And then The Dark Knight has, uh, you know, it's a four book series. And, you know, Batman fights Superman and the Joker's in there and just a whole bunch of stuff. And it's, you know, these are some of the best books in comicdom, and DC really did get some of those really great stories. I felt like Marvel had, in the early, many of the early days, some of the best concepts. This concept of Ultron, which was trotted out in uh, the Age of Ultron here, Mm -hmm. where sort of this, uh, you know, this... Uh, intelligence, this artificial intelligence decides that the only way to deal with humanity is to wipe it out. Um, And that was what Ultron's idea was. It wasn't about evolution. They must evolve. Like it wasn't... uh What's that? I can't remember the actor's name who played Ultron, but uh, oh. uh, he's got a he's got a great uh, voice, uh, Spader. Um, and th- it wasn't about that. Ultron wasn't trying to make man evolve. Ultron was trying to wipe man out. Right. Okay. And that's an interesting position. It may be the most logical position to be had. Well, that's a lot of fear when the, when the concept or the talk about artificial intelligence comes up in general. It's that they will supersede and then realize humanity is the plague or the virus that needs to be eliminated. What's going on in the dark recesses of your mind that makes you think that the best solution for man is being wiped out? And, I mean, that's, to me, that shows a philosophical bend that a person has. Uh, this is more or less what the, the, the greenies, the lefties, the eco-warriors and these kind of things are really trying to say – ultimately is is that you know man's a plague right and we need to do something about it (laughs) and exactly what they intend to do about it they're never entirely clear but they know that the government can handle it and they themselves are part of that plague which is what makes it so obtuse to me like i'm like well okay well they know better of that plague and i'm with them like i i feel like i know better than many of my brethren and on so many issues i'm i'm not above this kind of hubris but uh, you know, but they go the other way, though, because they're right. not they pushing the other way artificial and- intelligence. They're not pushing technology that would lead to the robots that kill humanity. They want everyone to just regress with them. There's this one meme out there that's like, well, what if we're wrong on global warming? We still get, uh, you know, if we if we try to stop it, we still get a bunch of positive things. Uh, we get cleaner air, cleaner water, you know, all these things he's talking about. Who could be against that? Right. Who could be against that? Well, dude, you're pre- presuming the premise that the government can solve these problems. I mean, the organization, the, the organizational model that killed more people in the 20th century than any other cause. I don't mean than any other human cause. I'm talking about like, you know, heart disease and smoking. They pale in comparison to the democide perpetrated no. by the state. By orders of magnitude. I, I've seen the data on the, uh, what is it, hawaii.edu, right, on the democide. Yeah. 
Um, and it is it is it's hard to read, right? Like because it's all presented in statistical formula formats and spreadsheets and that kind of thing. There are some, uh, but it's overwhelming. There's some graphs. It's overwhelming. And then they also put famine as separate, as though famine in modern society occurs out in this vacuum where the state isn't involved. People are starving because their governments won't let them get fed right. because they're part of an ethnic group that that government doesn't particularly like. So that ought to be added to the list, and um, you know. Only the the sort of liberals that would create a list like that wouldn't do it because oh, I can't live without this organizational model. And you know, yeah, governments are starving people too. Absolutely. Free Talk Live eight fifty five four fifty free. Free Talk Live, final segment. I might be able to get you in, so I'll just go ahead and give the numbers. 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE here on Free Talk Live with the Discord lines at discord.freetalklive.com. It's Mark with you. Rich Rich. And the captain. I'm going to go unscreen, just didn't get to this in time, to somebody claiming to be Pope Nobody. Oh. Pope Nobody, can you hear me now? You know, this is what happens. This is what I deserve for not having checked my audio uh, ahead of time. This is the second time he's had trouble getting on the radio this week. Well, you know, if it is, in fact, Pope Nobody, he's a computer specialist. So, uh, Or perhaps it's actually nobody. It is, in fact, nobody, right? <laughs> Let's go to David. I, I, the reason I was willing to do to go to unscreened like that was because I did have uh, you know a backup caller. So here we go. Let's go to David calling in from New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live. I am on audio. <laughs> <laughs> do you need some TP uh, for something? Pardon? Excuse, excuse me, Wasser. Uh, I, I believe Cornholio was famous for asking for a specific product for a specific biological area of his body. You know, I didn't have the pleasure of uh, getting to sit on the couch for that long, Stoner. So I didn't. I'm saying that nicely. I'm not trying to cut with that. But like I didn't, wow, I didn't Scoob. Sit around and watch. Pardon? I said, like, wow, Scoob. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I have never seen a full episode of Beavis and Butthead. Oh, I've got the DVD collection, man. Well, I mean, you know, the whole time that this thing, Ren and Stimpy, Beavis and Butthead, the whole time this thing's happening, I, I'm in prison. Oh, know? okay. So, Sounds like a good the radio or something. I mean, think how many movies I've missed. <laughs> well, it's always time to catch up. Well, I guess. The, thi- the thing with Beavis and Butthead is you can watch a full episode in like seven minutes if you don't watch the music video interludes. Fact. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's just sort of a... Uh, it's a really short format okay. interspersed with music videos because it was on MTV. Go ahead, David. But yeah, there was, there, was just, there was just all kinds of uh, quality um, third-grade material tonight, you know, uh, big dicks, large dicks. Hey, oh, yeah, the, uh, the, the sporting goods store, David. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Large stores, stores, small stores. Their logo is rather yeah. large. And, you know, while, 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 I, while I have never uh, been... In any dicks, I have been in a lot of vaginas, so I just wanted to. There you go. That. But how many That's have as far been as I like you, David? I, did, I have I'll, some questions for you. Um, I while while you're on, I decided I, I have some questions. I think you're an expert oh, hey. in living frugally, and I want to. 
I want to get a little advice from you for sort of our listeners out there in how to pull this off. So number one uh, cost in life, housing. How do I cut my costs? Yeah. Don't have a house. You go and buy a parcel of land where land is cheap and you just pay it off. I mean, it pay it costs. You can get a parcel of land for a thousand bucks. Yep. I know somebody who got a couple acres for three hundred dollars. And a place I presume where you can, uh, you know, throw on the, the you know, the, the, the pumps and the, the drainage field, leach fields and all that stuff. Yeah. And yeah. And if you are in a uh, quite rural, quite um, third world type area, then um, things are way cheaper than other places because half the state may be living like that. And so therefore, um, the zoning Nazis may not uh, have the ability to go around and enforce every law that they might like to pass, because if they did, they would have half of their citizens in their state might be out of housing. So, so you're saying there's, there's a cheaper way to do uh, leach fields and stuff that I then, you know, that there's well, a sort of a well, home you way, don't, you don't have way to, to do it. Well, let me, actually, you, you can do this anywhere. You don't even have to have a leach field other than where they might zone it, but you can compost Nowadays, you can compost every bit of your waste, every bit of it. Your, okay. lift, your and I'm not, you know, every bit of it. Your washing machine, everything. You know, you can you can do that. So that there is actually, if you had a leach field, there wouldn't be anything going into it because nothing escaped your home because everything was it's captured compost. and reused or reduced or whatever. Right, and, and I, I remember. I remember seeing a uh, a video with an accompanying article on how to, uh, you know, wrap some you know copper tubing underneath your compost pile and attach that to a small solar powered pump that ran uh, water to and from this copper tubing, and then uh, it ran the water to what was uh, you know that flooring, the little tubing that they use for heated floors Pex. underneath your PEX tubing, Radiant, yeah. and and this created uh, a radiant heat for your house out of your compost because the compost pile generates heat and you put the copper tube under it you just run a little bit of water to and fro and it heats your house for you should know how to compost before you try that correct yes (laughs) yeah and uh, any anyway yeah so um um, obviously most uh pieces of property you buy you aren't going to have a house on them how do you solve that problem cheaply well, the, the, you know, once again, it depends on who, who you are, what your living preference is. But for the average, for the average, to answer your question in an average way, the easiest thing to do is to go shopping for a used manufactured home, which uh, if you want to be really, 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 really cheap, you go looking for the, the you know, 1980s uh, single wide mobile homes that people will give to, they want them off the property. Yeah. And if you if you pay the five hundred bucks to have it moved, Hauled. it's yours for free. And then you just you just do your handyman work to uh, make it uh, habitable, and you use that, and you have a free home. Now, uh, a single wide is in many cases like seventy five feet long. It's a pretty big dwelling. I've seen people do you know just campers um, and live in that for you know yeah, for yeah. for years. Well, I'd say it depends on how big your family is too. If it's just yeah. you, you can do a van, right? Right, if you've got like you know you and your wife and a couple of kids, it's not much fun ducking all the time. You know that kind of thing. That's true. Yeah, you could. But uh, okay, so uh, second highest cost uh, is generally taxation. How do you handle that? Well, uh, depends on who depends on who you are. If you are 
if you're living like this, you don't need much money. Your income is going to be so low that you're not even paying federal. You're lawfully not paying federal right. income tax. If you're below $14,000. Yeah, the property tax and your property tax is going to is going to be like 50 or $100 a year on a piece of property that was that low of a purchase price. And the same thing for the tax on your home. They actually have book values on the manufactured housing. Um, and that's going to be about $25, $50 a year tax on the structure. Or if it's a mobile home, it's probably something there too, where if, if you can roll it, right? If you get a tiny home on wheels and it's not a fixed structure, you could probably save on that as well. It could be if it's... Uh, right. But once you have it on tires, then tires uh, you know, deteriorate. If you're talking about $25 in tax payment, you're better off... Uh, jacking it up and ripping the tires off when they uh, corrode, then um, replacing the tires. Replacing the okay. tires. I mean, tires are going to cost you. You know, if it if if it has four tires on it, you're going to be spending eight hundred bucks or okay. whatever. To yeah, but, yeah. Tires. but every few years, if I'm not mistaken, in most states, the there's they have a legal difference between a mobile home and an RV. Yeah. If you're in an RV, there is no property tax on the RV itself. So your only property tax in right. that situation. Correct would be the land itself. You'd still run into the same tire problem in the RV, though, unless you were driving it and using it. True. Third largest cost, cars. Um, how do you save on cars, David? Um, you do what I've done all my life, and you you pay cash in full for your vehicle, so you drive whatever vehicle you have enough cash to cover, and the vehicle that I happen to be driving, I've been driving it for uh, over a decade. I paid 500 bucks for it, you know, Ford Ranger with a with a topper. I paid five hundred bucks for it when I bought it. It's worth five hundred bucks now. Yeah, right. That thing is not going to lose value. Um, <laughs> now, do you turn a wrench on this vehicle yourself, or what? Do you you know how do you do it? I mean, you, you've changed I, the oil. I, would, I can tell I you that. Would, <laughs> I would if I I would if I needed to. The only thing I've done to this vehicle in that period of time, which is actually about twelve years, was. Uh, unbolt a starter and bolt a new starter in its place. That's the only thing that's been done to this vehicle, you know, besides the battery. Starters can be years. difficult depending needed. on where they're placed. Is it was it an easy one? This one is very easy. This okay. one is easy. It's uh, to, it's ten minutes off, ten minutes on. What year is your Ranger? Yeah, how many miles too? It's uh, ninety-two and it's got one hundred and fifty thousand. Oh, uh, so you don't drive much. No, yeah. I, I spent thirteen dollars on gas in one six-month period. And well, actually, in two different six months period, I spent basically ten dollars, twenty dollars in a year at uh, at my lowest usage. So, how are you getting groceries from the grocery store? With my Ford Ranger. How far is it to the grocery store? There's there's a a expensive food source about ten miles away. The the Walmart is a seventy mile. Wait round a trip. second. How are you spending twenty dollars a year on fuel and going that far? Just by non. Because I only go like twice a year. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. I'm sorry. I think of going to the grocery store. I think of going at least twice a week. Uh, a can of beans lasts a long time. <laughs> Indeed, it does. Yeah. David, thank you for your time um, tonight on this. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's nice to know how to live frugally, and um, yeah, you can talk to all kinds of different folks at Discord. Chronic pain, stress, and anxiety, fatigue, or lack of focus, dependence on opioids or opiates. John Bush here, owner of Brave Botanicals, inviting you to try a free ounce of kratom. The controversial plant remedy the government doesn't want you to know about. Why, you ask? Well, it's big competition for big pharma. From grandmothers cutting Oxycontin to keep up with their grandkids, to young adults kicking Adderall and 
quitting drinking, more Americans are turning to Kratom to help them through the day. But the government won't stop us. When the credit card companies kicked Kratom to the curb, I accepted e-checks and crypto. When Facebook shut down my ad account, I did podcast interviews and advertised on Free Talk Live. And now to give a big F you to the man, I'm giving away Kratom for free. To get your free ounce of Kratom, go to freeounceofkratom.com, pay $5 shipping and handling, and I'll send you a free ounce. Visit freeounceofkratom.com to claim your free ounce today. That's freeounceofkratom.com. Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin cash. Local.bitcoin.com.